Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. It's me, Joe, a playwright and performer. And it's me, Kishan, a science educator. And welcome back to T42. It is our best friend podcast where we talk about whatever the Thumb bridge we won. Wow. Yes, dear listeners, you heard that right. Thumb bridge. It's a special word today. Leh. We just wanted to talk about the word umbridge, and so we put an F in front yeah. of it. Because, because in the previous episode, Kishan said, what was it? You put F in front of anything, it becomes better. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say that one? Yeah, one? you did. Yeah, so teacher say one. Teacher say one. Teacher say one. Did you take umbridge today, Kishan? I, I I think I must have. Did you take your umbridge? I took a th- I took a uh, took my umbridge. I yes, took I, t- I took some umbridge. You too. took an umbridge as well. I yeah. Took a, uh, took Left a, big a huge mess on the floor. My umbridge <laughs> did. Oh uh, yeah. What's his name? Ah, uh, the general, the former general. I think his name is umbridge. Uh. Umbridge. Uh, yeah. Tam Kim Lam, Tam Kim Ho, I, Tam Kim Pui, Pui Kim Tan, something one of those, right? Yeah. So gross, ah. Uh. For those of you who have no idea what we are listening, just go and Google like. Like Singapore press holdings umbridge. Like yeah. I don't want to go into too much detail into it, yeah. except to say that since the announcement of SPH's restructuring, they've dropped how many? Fifteen points apparently in the stock exchange or whatever. Yeah, or something like that. Whatever, like, I don't know these kind of things. In thing. this imaginary thing, they've yeah. dropped fifteen points. Just like, literally since they announced the news, yeah, right? Which na- to me they is, should take umbridge too. Yeah, that. which to me is or be good, or yeah, be lo. good, or be good lah. This mm. is karma. Uh, last week we talked about straight times, then they plummet. Is we do one. Is we do one. Is we do one. <laughs> it's very powerful. This podcast. You know what is not plummeting though, Kishan? Why is it your blood alcohol level? <laughs> no, it's our chart. Our yeah. ranking on the chart. Oh my god So dear 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 listeners We have charted The highest we've ever We are now at 103 In Singapore's Most listened podcast lab. 103 I thought you said 100 just now Oh, 100 is like Around uh, around down la. <laughs> Excuse me 100 and 103 Is very different okay Girl just take it In the World Press Freedom Index It could be the difference Between <laughs> uh, Functioning democracy And military junta Okay Correct. Two three positions Excuse Correct But you know what 103 is Still the best we've ever been. Oh, sorry, yeah. I just break. This is a uh, what a period we're calling admin time. <laughs> dear listeners, as an admin, we have to sort. Got a lot admin. Got a lot admin. First of all, thank mm. you. Yeah. yeah, thank you, dear listeners. You really made these numbers go up. It's all because of that. Yeah, we oh, have. Yeah. we haven't talked about the charts in a while because no. right, like there what was is a period of time. About? No, there's a period of time we just kept falling off. So it got a bit depressing. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes, like why talk about it? Like uh, we're not okay, even no, there. No, no, yeah, like correct. scraping hundred ninety. Uh, like this kind of thing better don't mention. Don't say lah. La, don't say. Yeah, but you know our fortunes have turned. So thank you very much, dear listeners. Mm. Hundred and three. Yeah. Not only that lah. <laughs> so in spot on Spotify, we've crossed the thousand follower. So we're now like thousand and sixteen followers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Look at us Oh, we- okay Speaking of admin We have a Socially distanced Live studio audience today Correct, correct Yeah, this is a live podcast mm. No, it's not It's our dear friend Sean <laughs> Tobin Who's just reclining on the bed I don't know if you can hear her Hi, Sean Hi, Sean <laughs> Okay, you just recline Just recline It's okay You okay? just enjoy You just enjoy <laughs> <laughs> So if y'all want to participate In our meteoric Rise to fame Oh, meteoric ah <laughs> Is it crash and burn kind? <laughs> no, it's a very slow meteor Yeah Oh, is yeah, it? Okay, slow meteor Then my can, uh, I'll take slow it steady wins the day, right? Uh, if you sure want, If you want to take part in this Like, uh, snail's pace ascendancy <laughs> Please follow and like 
us on what is it Instagram on Instagram at T42 Podcast that's right yeah where you can uh, leave comments and catch up with updates and all our shenanigans yeah it's and all also there. join the campaign to harass Sheng Siong Supermarket mm. to finally provide us harass with sponsorship harass is truly the right word some of you have really <laughs> been harassing them yeah your tech your tech Sheng Siong and everything I'm like. mildly concerned that we will get <laughs> a cease and desist yeah I tell you it will happen if we get a cease and desist right, I will frame it up okay I yeah, will frame same, it same, up I'll photocopy yours and frame <laughs> Okay, Kisha, are you ready to get out of the episode? Yeah. All right, everyone, it's time for our first segment of the day. This is Home Shirley. It's the segment in which we discuss an aspect of life in Singapore that either fascinates or horrifies us very often. Both. Oh. Although today I don't think it's a horrify, it's more no. of a fascinate. Fascinate and like yeah. joyful, like very joyful. What are we talking about today, Kishan? Today we're going to talk about. Menonna! It's really Menonna, ne? Menonna. Menonna. No, or or <laughs> McDonald's for our five foreign listeners. Yes. <laughs> Why are we talking about McDonald's today? We've been talking about this for quite a while, actually, right? We, because we've had, um, I don't know, you especially, we've gone to McDonald's for too many times, and then we've had this hey, fascination. Yeah, it's really my McDonald's consumption has increased Sky a lot. Skyrocketed. It's very bad. I had McDonald's last night, eh? Did you really? Yeah, I ordered nine piece spicy McNuggets. Ooh. <laughs> the spicy McNuggets, right, deserve a whole episode to themselves. We Correct. should do a deep chat on the spicy McNuggets. Yeah, I think we can pair that with IBS. <laughs> Yeah, and like diabetes <laughs> yeah. and what and pre failure. Anyway, we're talking about McDonald's because, right? Like, um, our friend Pooja and I were uh were having this conversation over McDonald's and got and going like she just asked the question, why is McDonald's so profoundly satisfying and why are Singaporeans so fixated with McDonald's, mm. right? And then I realized it's yeah, a actually, cultural phenomenon. It's a cultural phenomenon here in mm. a way that it maybe isn't in some other parts of the world where we've been. Like certainly in the UK or Australia, I don't know. Sean, do you feel? Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't have the same kind of like cultural cachet as it does here. No, it doesn't. And, and, okay, so we did a little bit of research, right? Mm. And we realized that the first McDonald's outlet opened in Singapore in 1979, and then suddenly it made sense. Yeah, right. So it's for our generation. So our Why generation, specifically deal? for millennials or elder millennials who were born That's in us. the born in the eight eighties, right? Bit. Late 80s Oh my god Is she drunk is Yeah she drunk, she drunk. It, I think like We came of age At a time When McDonald's Was still Fairly a novelty Yeah right? Or was just actually Beginning to kind of Establish itself In the consciousness Definitely right? Definitely And I think it did it Through family Like all these oh, yeah. adverts Were very yeah, like correct, correct. Homey Very like Pull your heartstrings Kind ah, of situation correct, correct. So, correct. so It was definitely Associated with family life And comfort Like one of the me- memories I have growing up Right was I was in secondary school And then like We, we had this CCA thing that started early in the morning or whatever, right? And then my oh. friends and I, um, we all made a pact the day before we went for these things, what right? Pact? Yeah, I was like, oh, tomorrow we meet at McDonald's before we go to school. And then it was just like the 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 ultimate luxury, right? It was just it just felt so nice and homey and comforting Girl. to go to McDonald's at seven fucking a.m. sit down and eat like whatever like they offer for breakfast at the time, and then it just felt like. Everything was right in the world. No, you, you know, know what? what you know what it is. Especially, it is the McDonald breakfast. Ah. There is something very luxe very, about the McDonald breakfast, even, even though, though it's, it's actually, like fucking styrofoam. Yeah, because I mean, it's like fucking styrofoam. On balance, at <laughs> this yeah, on balance <laughs> at this age, we yeah. look at it and we're just like, there is. Th- this looks like trash. Yeah. It literally tastes like cardboard. Yeah, you can feel the heart disease setting you in. Can, yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> but but there's something very luxe about it. I have to say that I have this one thing that I, I do almost every Sunday. I wake up. I, before I even get out of bed, I reach, from, you eat McDonald's I reach for my phone, I order Grab McDonald's sausage McMuffin meal. When it comes to the door, then I get up and I go and collect it. And the first thing I do in the morning is, is, go to, back to, bed. is to eat the McDonald's and then go straight back to bed. <laughs> 
on a Sunday. I love it. But I'm not that I, because it's no, there's something very decadent about it. Wait, every Sunday? Almost every Sunday. It's awful. <laughs> Kisha, are you careful? I don't think you have liver failure. I, I think Kidney. I already have pre-diabetes. <laughs> I think we all have pre-diabetes. Mm, pre-diabetes. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe, Maybe it's, it's pre-diabetes. pre-diabetes. Um <laughs> Like McDonald's really holds a special place in a lot of Singaporeans. For sure. It's the thing, like when you're a kid, like you remember we had McDonald's birthdays. I'm not sure they do that anymore. Oh my god. Yes. Do you remember they, McDonald's birthday? They used parties? to do it at the Parkway Parade uh, outlet. Oh, no, it was girl, very luxe. Any any McDonald's. I can't believe I just said it was very luxe, but yeah, <laughs> no, right, it was like it was like the height of elegance at a point, girl, right? Yeah, you would be jealous of no, your friends. Remember like that. those older McDonald's, the ones that used to step like open in like um the fancy rich neighborhoods, right? Mm, like yep. the the East Coast ones, then the King. Albert one. Oh yeah, and I, I remember they, those. They were all very nice. Yep. They weren't just like shitty hole in the wall establishments. They had like a whole building to themselves. Oh, yeah. Very often they had an outdoor area with Absolutely. like a playpen and playground. I think there's one that kind of mirrors a Japanese sort of setting that's kind of ah, that's that one's closing down soon. soon. But yeah, like, very beautiful. So as a kid, right, it used to be that going to McDonald's was like an event. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For sure. And then like the ads like you were saying earlier, right, would do things like, Mommy, can we go to McDonald's? Yeah, and it's then, so beautiful. Yeah, and then the child would have this like toothy grin. Yeah. Now it's mommy, please don't gamble anymore. <laughs> no, but like the cultural phenomenon of McDonald's, I think is actually very interesting, right? Because like one of the accounts from cultural history that comes out a lot with regards to this is um when 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 Germany was split into half, right? And right. there was like communist Germany and then there was democratic the mm. republic, right? West and East Lang. So yeah, the East and West, right? Uh, the communist people would look over at the non-communist side and go, Oh, West Berlin has McDonald's and it was like a whole thing, right? Like it, it you like the, the 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 whole like West Berlin was developing in a very specific way according right. to like all these cat- like American it's Americanization so like McDonald's is synonymous in many parts of the world with a certain kind of like American led gentrification mod- yeah. modernization it's cachet, like, it's, yeah. no, which is why I think that when it came into Singapore this is what we latched on first that we think that that we thought that wow this Americanization this American life is what we need to strive for and then like coupled with this whole like oh family aspect of it right was very clever doesn't like, even use slightly queasy kitchen no yes think, because McDonald's just like right? eating the McSpicy yeah, McDonald's <laughs> is one of the evil companies of the world eh. it is it's one of the big evil companies it's up there with Disney and Amazon right yeah it's all one the of, devils like, the evil companies yeah. and here we are talking about how close we hold it to our hearts no it's true that means it worked like fucking work it worked it it's worked like, like a disturbing charm. right but in Singapore what else can you expect right we Nothing hold these la. problematic things to our hearts correct like Lee Kuan Yew yeah. you know what I mean you know, not only not only <laughs> not only the no. Sean Sean just farted very loudly when he heard Lee Kuan Yew because trauma <laughs> McDonald's and Lee Kuan Yew are the same thing same thing yeah. same thing but it's, it's not just the the whole like family aspect of it the, remember the toys that always came in the Hello Kitty oh my god the, yeah. the don't know what la, don't know what people queue like don't know how long for this like. uh, oh my yeah, god so, my mother was Your one mother. of those Hello Kitty people <gasps> yeah she I remember a time she was so obsessed with collecting these toys, right? We would actually ask, so, so she would pick me up after school, right? And then we would eat McDonald's, I would eat McDonald's every day for every dinner during that period when she was collecting the Hello Kitty things. And she would drive around, uh, and then she would, now it's all coming back to me, I'm slightly horrified, right? <laughs> like, literally this is coming to me as we speak. Like, and she would just like say, ah, it's not no more already. We drive to the Serangoon one to the point, right, oh where God. I began, I was able at that time to like detect, right? Where the fries were crispier in different Fuck outlets. God. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, the fries here are much better than the fries there. Sister, this yeah. is this this is why you know we have a pre-diabetes pandemic. Ah, correct, correct. 
and this is at McDonald's, right? Actually, someone should do a public inquiry into the role McDonald's plays in like di- the diabetes epidemic. Won't, one won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about McDonald's, right, is that it's not just McDonald's. It's the specific outlets, right, that mm. have specific like memories, memories and evocations. What, what right? is it for you? For me, right, it's like different one. Like the <laughs> I don't know if the Chinatown one is still there, but you know that one where we used to go after like clubbing and it's still there. It's still, yeah. So yeah. like that's where. Everyone would spill in right after Correct. the clubs. Correct. And then like and then of course like McDonald's is basically synonymous with after club. Oh, supper, amen, right? sister. For me, it was the Parkway Parade one. Oh, so oh, nice. Yeah, I love the Parkway Parade one because it was near where my mom used to work, at, uh, where my mom and dad's shop is. And then like they would always give me two dollars, and my mother would say, "Go and buy fish o fillet." Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Fish, fish o fillet. So <laughs> all the so my mother mispronounced fillet o fish as fish o fillet, and I grew up with fish o fillet all the way until like secondary school or JC, and so I always call it fish o fillet. No one corrected me. No one at the counter corrected me. I think they were just being very kind. No lah, <laughs> or maybe they were also like correct one. <laughs> well, man, fish hopefully all the words are there. <laughs> correct, correct, no, correct. But for me, it's also that thing of like, was not for you, like McDonald's, the ultimate kind of like after school situation. Oh, girl, it's where we all went to gossip. Correct, right? The you White Sands uh, one. Or you went to White Sands one. We went to the Alkang Central. I don't know what. Like, ah. it would, basically, it's where you would go and sit with all your friends, eat fries, and just like bitch and gossip. Correct. And commiserate. Yes, uh, absolutely. Oh, it was actually. Oh my god, the, the fields right? are coming back. The whole back, school would just like migrate to McDonald's after. Not just the whole school. Different schools okay, would okay. come in, okay, and okay. then there'd be like a bit of a turf war okay, okay. where you sit. Correct, oh correct. my god! I will never forget. Right, as a secondary school boy in like Montfort Secondary School, going mm. to our Longkang McDonald's, right, <laughs> and then like these like Ma- Mary Stella boys <gasps> and Catholic high boys for some reason, maybe they wow. all live in Longkang. Uh, maybe come la, maybe to la. that one, and then it would just be for me, right, like a flash parade. <laughs> So like I negotiated my teenage sexuality oh. over McDonald's. Wow, mm. that's very profound, sister. Inextricable from fries and fuckboys. So <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've we've alluded to a lot of like these McDonald's advertisements that we saw growing up as a kid, right? And actually, yeah. I think like McDonald's advertisements are among some of the best in the world. Like they Why? really know how to root into your oh. brain and make you crave no. that familiarity and comfort. Absolutely, yeah. they re- it's emotional blackmail. I mean, listen. <laughs> I mean, excuse me. When you hear this, it's like it speaks to something in your genome, right? <laughs> it does. Uh, <laughs> makes me unclench a little bit. I think you have a problem. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. speaking of ads, right, we pulled up this, like, um, I think a lot of people who grew up in the 90s yeah, will remember this, this ad. Yeah. Like, it was, this McDonald's ad came out in 1991, so the, the, the Zoomers amongst you will have been fetuses. Oh, yeah. Design fetuses. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It makes me a bit sad to say I actually was, like, conscious in 1991. You know we were, yeah. Well, well, well conscious. I yeah. was five years old. Yeah, so for all the elder millennials and above in the audience who may recognise this advertisement, it's called A Day in Singapore. Mm. And we invite you, if you're listening at home, to tune in to it on YouTube. Yeah. Just Google... Uh, a Day in Singapore on YouTube. Yeah, McDonald's A Day in Singapore. Uh, we're just going to do a bit of like a director's cut commentary. Correct, yeah, correct. You know, be- because this is what it deserves. Yeah, correct. Also, this is the, the quality of podcast that we are. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> tell me, in in this country, what other podcasts will do practical Don't criticism Don't have. on McDonald's advertisement? Don't have. Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, shall we get ready? Yes. Are you ready? I d- okay. Deep breath, deep breath. Press play. Huh? A Day in Singapore. Uncle with bird waving to his son as he says goodbye. Ah, that the uh, what well, people open shop, oh. open shop. Oh, wow, McDonald's open shop. Good morning. Can I help you, please? Okay, can we pause? One big breakfast. Good morning. Good morning. 
Good well, morning. Like, she come out to you, you don't scream. This uh. one for me as cute girl. Oh. <laughs> this is 7 a.m. in the morning, right? Good morning. And Cindy is saying, Good morning. Yeah. Uh, and then Linda with her buck teeth. <laughs> she's a five year old Linda. And then she has come like really. back her father. Bad her father to bring her to Madonna. You know why they don't show the father on the screen now? Because right. he's probably fucking pissed off that he's here at Correct. 7 a.m. Because like no father wants at 7 a.m. to bring his daughter Linda. Yeah, like, on your off day, like. Correct, correct. like fuck off, Linda. Mm. Anyway, yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so much hate. Okay, happy, happy meal. <laughs> That's annoying. Oh my god, those hash browns literally res- made me respond Actually, to my genome. I love hash browns. Ah, okay, oh my god, mm, I love so the hash browns. They are like they like crack. Yeah, they are. They are like crack. Yeah, oh, let's listen so to the vegetarian good. in the room, Sean. Yeah, he's speaking in tongues <laughs> at the sight of those hash browns. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Haslinda is coming to the restaurant. Haslinda. Kopio satu. Okay. Pause. 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 Machi. Okay. Let's let's paint a picture. Uh, Machi is wearing actually quite a lovely color, yeah, like lilac, lilac mm. thing, and then she has a basket full of morning shopping. Correct. Right. She looks great, by the way. Correct. And a she very nice haircut Lovely yeah. Very vo- very good for the time la. Uh. Then after that She go to McDonald's no, And order And order Kopio, Kopio satu. satu I'm just like Hey makcik Gila kau eh oh, <laughs> <laughs> Why you ne- You buy the You buy the sayo That's That's sure behind Got one kopitiam That's right? why <laughs> Hey Coming from someone Whose parents run a coffee shop yeah, This yeah, must me. be quite offensive It's to you. offensive Why, you, offensive why you, you drink McDonald's coffee I'm sorry McDonald's coffee is not the best No no no, no Pause At a time This was at a time By the way When there was no Mac Cafe yet Okay. And Mac Cafe actually makes halfway decent coffee. I disagree. I yeah. don't like it. Uh, that's just you, uh. yeah, But like the one me. that they serve with the breakfast, right, is basically just like. Isn't it swill? Yeah, it's, it's swill. swill. It is literally swill. Yeah, it's not nice. No, it's not nice. It's not nice. So this Machi, who machi- wants, uh, Haslinda, who wants her. Hey, Haslinda. Must, 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 must do better, uh, okay, okay, uh, okay, let's move on. Mm. Uh. Ah, school bell. Oh! Okay, the demons are pouring out of their classroom. Ah, okay, so. Okay, stop. Okay. <laughs> okay. Michelle, Ashley, and Cheryl. Oh my god! Uh, Can from ju- Raffles Girls School. Yeah. Are now on the screen, and they're all ordering something. You know what? They probably all hate each other in real life. Yeah, but they pretend to be McDonald's friends. Can they're only McDonald's friends. Let's move on. Okay, let's move on. Big Mac. Oh, handsome Bing ordering Big Mac. <laughs> Very handsome Bing ordering Big Mac. The man must order the beef. That, is that Caleb Go? Is no that la, Caleb? This okay. Caleb this is la. giving me intense teenage textbook vibes. Oh my god! Yeah. Can I also talk about the unnecessary gendering of food? Like men must eat beef, women only eat fish. Oh yeah, okay, Shen. Very astute critical analysis. Thank you, sister. Mm, and this is what inequality looks like. <laughs> and then this bang with the sunglasses can only order fries. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ama, 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 come ready, ama, ama. Oh, this is uh, okay, for those of the non-Chinese in the audience, right? Um, Ama is basically saying, this is my grandchild. Mm. Mm. The smallest one. Yeah. This, by the way, right? For, I, I encourage everybody to go and watch this advertisement, right? Because this grandmother on screen right now is the quintessential Singapore Chinese She's grandmother. probably dead lah. No, I mean, not... The specific <laughs> actor is probably dead, right? Sure. But this the grandmother lives on. This grandmother is on every Singapore play, mm. every Singapore TV show, Correct. every Singapore movie. Let's hear the auntie a bit more. You know, ah, can we pause? Can we pause? You, you know, you know what I feel. You know what I feel when I when I hear this. What excluded? <laughs> 
You heard it here first on T42 Podcast. I mean, they had a, like a 12 second like that was Chinese very, monologue. That was a very chunky monologue. Can I just say, that I remember pride of place in the ad. I remember no. watching this as a young child, right? And I had to piece together what the auntie was saying because I had to force myself to learn what right. auntie was saying. No one, no one translated it for me. I would just say to you that in 1991, my Chinese language ability was probably the same as yours. <laughs> And but also you can see kind of like the nefarious workings on the Singapore psyche that this oh, ad is. Girl. So like, what do we have today? This is already like almost near the end of the ad, right? We've got school children, we've unnecessary got genderized. unnecessary gendering of, of food, and then you got like ama, and then you got Hasina coming in with the vegetables. Yeah, you yeah. know what is sorely missing? Indian people and Indian. Yeah, character. actually, so far don't have Indian people. Uh. Indian people doing McDonald's lah. Okay, oh, anyway, we are now moving on to the 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 aforementioned McDonald's birthday party. Oh yeah, yeah, lots of children in a. Uh, all Chinese. Wow, all Chinese. It really like all Chinese. Oh, oh it's a clown! One chocolate shake. Ah, uh, okay. Five. The, the mud skateboard wants a chocolate shake. Uh, uh, mud okay skateboard. La. Can, can. Oh, this is the Parkway one. No, Thank the Marie Bray one. Oh, they're all the shops closed. A visit to McDonald's makes your day. So what can we say about this advertisement now that we've watched it? You know what? I feel a little bit bummed out after watching all of that. Oh. Yeah, because like, okay, this advertisement feel uh, meant a lot growing up, right? Because it's an attachment to childhood, it's an attachment to what it meant, what McDonald's means to me. Now watching it like years later, I realise that I'm not represented at all. Yeah, there's literally no Indian people in this advertisement I think only all. towards the end, one woman says, Vanakam. Yeah, but did she order anything at McDonald's or was she just standing outside saying <laughs> no, 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 like just now towards the end where, where the, the lights all sh- shut down to represent McDonald's right, right, is closing, right. Singapore is sleeping. And all the racers say like their goodbyes and she says Varnacle. Yeah, but like there Thank were, you. But Indian people were never once portrayed ordering anything or I don't, eating in it. I don't yeah. recall. Yeah, and also like Varnacle is uh, in, a, in a mother tongue that's not mine. Yeah, so, so I just realised like wow, I'm not at all represented in this. So in 1991... This was my life, lah. But yeah, but, but I, 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 never clocked it growing up. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, I was five. I'm watching this like even in my, in my, uh, like eight, nine, or tens, like in my early primary years, I didn't. I, I just thought like, oh, my people just don't belong on TV, lah. Mm. Wow. It's an interesting kind of little cultural artifact, right? Yeah, I mean, I, because like nowadays it would be completely unthinkable. Yeah. To, to not to, have that to diversity. Not have In fact, that, now it's it's, it's hit so, over the yeah, head now so it's much. It's so plastic yeah, and kind of obvious kind of and heavy-handed. Yeah. But like. In a way, better than not having anybody. I guess on la, at I all. guess. Would I want to go back to those years? No, absolutely not. Yeah, it's like so. It's called a day in Singapore, right? But there's no Indian people in it. So I guess like maybe it was filmed during like a a holy day. Yeah, la, during Diwali lah. Yeah. And yeah. Then it's like ah, okay, now holiday. Everybody else just go and film. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, everybody. And then Indian yeah. people. Or maybe just in nine and one Indian people did it eat at McDonald's. Maybe we just la. like had better taste than that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Just like so much sodium, the one. <laughs> On some level, because I grew up in that time, right? It's, it, nostal- it's, it's nostalgia. It's very nostalgia. nostalgic. Yeah. Watching this still makes me feel all the feels. It's still really nice. And I now am craving a fish or fillet. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I really, really am. But I, I think it just says something about how McDonald's here really works itself into, yeah, like, into our bones. Into our bones, it's our crazy. souls. It's very interesting and yeah. weird. Like, I feel like when I describe, like, the, fin- the McDonald's phenomenon here to yeah. friends overseas, right? They are like, uh, first of all, they are very mystified that like the 24-7 McDonald's, the 24-hour <gasps> delivery. Oh, right. First of all, Mac delivery yeah. and then 24-hour McDonald's. It's a bit of a like mindfuck for a lot of you people. You mean it's not a thing? In, no, when, in it's like you would have to go through like um, oh, the only, right. only specific outlets to do it. It's not as widespread as it is here, yeah, right? This like, is like, because, because, you know, Singapore's fucking small so that's why we could do it ah, with crap, such crap, ease. Crap, yeah. crap, crap, crap. But also the idea that people would be craving McDonald's at any hour of the Day. Mm. Says a lot. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. It's like at 
3 a.m. you want McDonald's delivered to you, right? Can. What what have you been up to? Is my question. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? What's your favorite McDonald's order? So I love the McDonald's fries when it's piping hot. Right? Oh, correct. Yeah. So I always order fries and I always say special order unsalted, which mm. means they have to cook it again. And if I want the fries, I will just say, oh, unsalted, but can I have two packets of salt? Mm. Let's just add myself, lor. Well done, Kishan. It's Excellent amazing. strategy. So having learned this from Kishan, it is now what I do. Because first of all, you're consuming ostensibly less salt. But then you're also yeah. getting fresh made fries. I love but it. I will say I do have like a kind of penchant for like <laughs> the soggy fries because it Why? just is commensurate with the mediocrity in my life in general. Uh, see, so see, it's see, comforting see, see, in that way. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Okay. I also, speaking of fries, <laughs> my thing in McDonald's is to eat fries alongside ice cream. Okay. That is Specifically, disgusting. I'm hearing groans in the room and I, I don't... hate it. Oh, the white man is groaning and I do not... I oh, the, the, the Sly Studio audience disapproves, but I'm just saying... I okay. really... Do, okay, I don't I understand. This, what is it? What is it, what is it about it? Specifically, the chocolate fudge sundae. Oh, that made... You made it worse. <laughs> what? Chocolate fudge and fries are an amazing combination. I don't understand this. Plus, I, uh, okay... Just maybe it's a Chinese people thing, I don't know. You know the sausage McMuffin you eat in the morning? I love. So, oh no, the big breakfast, right? So like they use Ooh. they serve all the condiments and everything with it. I will just put everything together, right? Including the grape jam. So I will actually put the grape jam that they serve with like the sausage the, the pancakes and everything into my sausage McMuffin. What? Oh, Sean is making okay, sounds. You know yeah. what? You have this thing of this sweet and savory. I thing. love it. I love the sweet. So you, ta- you take the fries and yeah. you put it your chocolate. Ma- wha- wha- Correct. What is it? The chocolate. The chocolate hot fudge sundae. And now you want to put the grape jam with I, the sausage McMuffin. Yeah. I don't get this sweet savory thing. Sorry, sweet savory is the the the, bit, the bedrock of Chinese cuisine. Uh. No, just Chinese cuisine. <laughs> it's not. It's, I mean, now people around the world are coming around to the idea of the savory sweet flavor profile. I but maybe five year old Joel. Was ahead, ahead of, the curve. of her time. As uh. usual, she was always ahead of the curve. Girl. <laughs> okay, I actually really like the apple pie. <sighs> mm. But must be piping hot. Like, must burn my mouth. Correct. Time. There's something about those McDonald's apples pie, apple pies, right? That are like above boiling point, one, yeah. right? <laughs> no, I really, really, really love it. Like, I don't know what. They, I, I, I really think it's very basic. Comfort, ah. Like, uh. Yes, that's the word. I think it's very comforting. Kishen, we've been saying this for the past 25 minutes. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's is comfort and familiarity. Yeah, it's really the best. Uh, so my favorite is uh, apple pie. What it's is yours? It's also objectively tasty in apple pie. I think so too. What is yours? What is yours? This is a hard question to answer. Is it? I think, right, it used to be like the Big Mac, but then I no longer eat that. So mm. now like my favorite thing at McDonald's is like the McWings. <gasps> they are so good, right? I love the McWings. Oh I don't know God. what the fuck they are, but they're just like the best chicken wings. You're right. They're very good. Yeah, and they just go so nicely with the spicy um, sweet garlic chili sauce. Oh, sis, my mouth is watering. Yeah, and on that note, the spicy McNuggets. Oh. The seasonal produce. Do you know what? They yeah, frighten? the farm-to-table option they at McDonald's <laughs> is the spicy McNuggets, right? They frighten all of Singapore by threatening to remove it from the, from the menu. Yeah! So the other day, me and Puja, right, we went to like McDonald's and then like it was after McDonald's had just made a horrible announcement that they were going to draw, they were going to like um, discontinue the spicy fucking McNuggets. So we just ordered, like, we hatched a business plan, right? Which oh, I I'm heard probably jeopardizing by putting on air right now. We bought <laughs> hundreds of spicy McNuggets and, and they're now in my freezer. And when they finally do stop selling them in McDonald's, we're going to put them on carousel. That is, <laughs> I don't know if it's genius or ridiculous, but there's usually a fine line la, between these Yeah, two. <laughs> you know what that fine line is? Food poisoning. <laughs> But if you know, if you want, if you want spicy McNuggets after it's um discontinued, you know where to get it. <laughs> well yeah, done, at sister. T42 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna sell one box for like fifty dollars. 
More lah. No, no, but it's come to my attention recently, right? That the that there are some off-the-shelf supermarket brands that taste exactly like spicy McNuggets. No way. Mm, I think the farmland one or whatever. Oh, good so to know. Good that was to very know. annoying, actually. <laughs> So McDonald's meant a lot for us, right? Our the elder millennials growing up. It's correct, a special correct. it has a special place in like my femur. You know, so it's very, very important. But yes. I wonder how the like the the, the actual millennials will take the it. Zoomers. The, the Zoomers. How would they take it? I don't know. Tell us about it in the comments because we don't talk to enough Zoomers on a daily basis. Yeah, I, to I know. don't care enough. I to mean talk my <laughs> suspicion is that like okay la, they're interested in McDonald's, but I'm not sure they would cry about it. I don't think it's a cultural you phenom. Will, you will cry about it, right? If all the McDonald's close in Singapore, you would cry. Be very right? upset. Uh, I wouldn't cry, but I'll be very upset. Just like AW when it closed, right? It was quite sad. Uh. It did it, hit yeah. me in a particular and way. And then when it came back to Jewel, it's basically catering to our sad fucking demographic, right? <laughs> Like who else is it catering to? No one, really. Yeah, no, I agree. So I just wonder like, how the zoomers. So like, feel what about do you it? think is the iconic kind of like food experience for zoomers now? I don't know lah. Like, do they eat? Do they eat? <laughs> no, they just like they just inhale the internet. That's all right? they do, right? Yeah, That's what they, they eat. just eat like emojis. They subsist on bites, uh, like bites. <laughs> oh my god, the bites of the internet. Uh, crack, yeah, crack, crack. Oh my goodness. Mm. But tell us about it in the comments. Yeah, I, because I, like, I have no idea. Out. But let us know. Tell us about it. Or don't. Mm. Sure. <laughs> Now it's time for lukewarm tapes. Ooh. We're two elder millennials. That's us. Talk about something that's happening in the world today. Mm, and what's up for the chopping block, Joel? It's the gym. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the gym. gym. Specifically, gym some, culture. Also, some people yeah. call it the temple. The temple. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, the reason we're talking about this may be apparent to some. Uh, so mm. Singapore is now moving into like we're going back into phase two of our effectively. Yeah, we're regressing, two. right? A little little turtle going back into its shell. Regressing. Yeah. So you know, we poked our heads out of the caves, slightly bleary-eyed, going, "Can we be a society again? Can or not? Can, can or not? Can or not? Can or not? Uh, then, then someone said, "Hey, cannot." Cannot. The virus. Ah, no. uh, then mm. we're all slowly regressing. A so bit, like, like part of bit. that regression involves the closing of gyms, correct? Which was met with public umbrage. Well, <laughs> umbrage. You know what? When it was announced, yeah. I mean, okay. Firstly, when it was announced, obviously, why wouldn't the gyms close? Because the gyms are actually quite a high risk place. You because know, there's so many droplets la, sweat la. Not only that, you sex know, sex in the saunas la. Everything also got <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but we. Okay, so I, I frequent the gym quite a bit, and when we are at, when we are at the gym, we are told to. Wipe down all the surfaces that you use with so, antibacterial. Wipes. So so they have like a disinfectant and everything ah, and right. tissues everywhere. This so, is during a pandemic or generally. Uh, during the pandemic, generally as well, but during the pandemic it was quite heightened. You know, like everybody right. should do it right. before and after you use whatever machine, the weights, whatever. People don't do it in the gym. Disgusting! People, disgusting! It's really disgusting. People don't do it in the gyms and they just sit down. Their sweat is everywhere, and then after that they get up and then they just walk away. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really disgusting So so of course The gyms are shut So this should, shouldn't Have come as a surprise To anyone But my god Did the internet Go crazy In my chapter Of like the internet Where I'm surrounded By a lot of gay men Right There's been Particular uproar In your corner Of the internet Yeah in my corner Of the internet Where I don't want To be in fact Right all these Sweaty gays Are going like Huh What are we gonna do We're gonna get fat During the pandemic Again huh I cannot gym I cannot gym I better go on Shopee I better go on Lazada I buy all my Gym equipment Home gym Home gym The home gym <laughs> Home gym. Ha, ha, ha. Wow. Sorry, I just you know what? I feel so like I feel I like I should have paid his stick for that. <laughs> no, 
know, but look at gay men, right? No, they went crazy. They went crazy. They like, really went so crazy. many of the gays on my Instagram are just like posting that obligatory, yeah. like, oh, I guess I'll just have to do home workouts now. It's like, yeah, yeah girl. This, this misses the forest for the trees a little bit. Like, come on, there's a pandemic going on. Can we chill the fuck down? This is really quite okay. Actually, gym culture is the baby that I'd be very happy to throw out with the bathwater. <laughs> Can we just well lose it done. all? Can we just lose well it all? Done. Burn the forest for the tree if we are uh, burning down gym culture. I fucking hate gym culture. Uh, like, do you... I, okay, I have gone on about this before and people... <laughs> yeah, really? Okay, this is like a pet peeve of mine but it's just like, in recent years, I've noticed everyone goes to the fucking gym. It's not just the gays anymore. Like, mm. everyone has those gym arms. Everybody's like getting toned. It's, it's crazy. I don't know. I, uh, like, you go to the gym, right? I go so to the like, gym. Like, what? I, I know different people go to to the gym for very different reasons right mm. but like, I, I personally think that there's something kind of really oppressive about how so many people right it's become this huge kind of like um, cultural practice as it were right and it's you know and I've, I've, I've talked about this before in an episode of this podcast called Gay Body Culture which yep. is uh, you can go and listen to where I talk about how it's kind of linked to me with like um, aspirational conspicuous consumption and you know values and ideologies of the body and stuff like that but I won't go yep. into that now because it's very boring right but it's just, it's just fascinating to me that like the gym has become such a huge kind of cultural phenomenon everywhere not just you know not just sure. in Singapore sure I mean I'll be lying if I said that the that, that, that aspect doesn't also apply to me a little bit. I mean, it, it really, really, really does. But I, but for me, but how many times? How many times a week do you go to gym? About three. But right. but the, the the gym for me is a place to de-stress. Right. So I go in. Great music is playing. Now we cannot even clap, so it's actually really good music. Right. And then like, I'm just there doing my workouts, and I feel de-stressed, and it's wonderful. So it's just nice. That. Plus, there's a lot of eye candy going on, so it's always very good. So you know, it's all good. No, I, I definitely understand. Like you know, exercise as a de-stressing thing. And you know, I was talking about this to my friend Shrida the other day, who says mm. that who said that like for him is the only time in the week where he gets to spend time with himself. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I get it, but then there's also something slightly maniacal about people who go every fucking day. Yeah. And like, it's, and you know, it's like, you, and, and, they're, and they are going to the gym, right? And I mean, a lot of gay men in particular I'm referring to in this way, right? Mm. Are going to the gym to pursue a very specific kind of like physical aesthetic. Physical yeah. aesthetic. And so, the closure of gyms for a lot of these people mm. is actually like a big fucking deal because yep. it it's means like their liver shut down. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. Ah, correct. <laughs> it's the cirrhosis of body yeah. image, right? Body no, image absolutely. cirrhosis. Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand where you're coming from with just with, with gay men and gay men domin- uh, having this this idea a lot, right? But when I go to the gym, I see a lot of gay and straight men who have this uh, gym culture sort of thing where, where they where they go where they go to the gym every fucking single day to work different parts of their body out, and they literally live at the gym to the point where if another person comes in that don't exercise the same way as them, right? Like me, for example, I don't go every day there. So it feels like I don't belong there. So they, 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 take over machines they take over weights it's as if they live at the fucking gym and I go like girl this is a public space I paid money for this so why are you taking over the no, whole so what place that, what does the encounter what's the dynamic feel like it, it's literally me uh, just standing and waiting looking. to use the machine it's or... really a lot of looking pointedly and going like uh, in my eyes going like hey sis I need to use this as well I see you working out but can we share the place so there are many times that I actually go up to play and go like uh, can we share it in between reps you know right. because, I, because if someone came up to me and, and did that I'll be like yeah sure and I, do, you, very, do they ever like they, do they ever like look at you and go ugh they prickle a bit right because they, they think okay. like 
can not you everyone. not see? Can you not see that I am the superior being? Yeah, here? not everyone. Right. Not everyone prickle. Not everyone prickles at this, but there are people who prickle at it. And I've got, I've gotten the prickling thing more than non-prickling things. Yeah, That's so irritating. It's very irritating, but I do it anyway because because they need to be called out. Right. You know, and uh, so all these people, they they like I said, they live at the gym, right? They they feel that everything is theirs over there. They just leave shit around. Ugh. Yeah, and that really fucking annoys me. So it's this aspect of gym culture that I don't like. Which is like what is this like, exclusivity but that I it, don't like. Of course there is gonna be this kind of selfish, obnoxious behavior in the gym because like at the heart of this specific brand of gym culture is a deep kind of self-consuming narcissism mm, absolutely, right yeah. it's like the mirrors are around there for you to check your form I'm presuming but it also becomes a way for you to admire your physique and oh, like yeah. the gym selfie is like a whole genre of social media content in and of itself mm-hmm. right and like people you know so many people not just gay people but primarily gay people on Instagram just posting these endless videos of them in the gym oh, yeah. like as, as a kind of like advertisement or testament to like their participation in this like um, self-aggrandizing uh, uh, culture right? and the fact that they've, they've achieved something like, like look yeah. I can do this it means so something it's to me gym culture is interesting because it is basically pub- a public spectacle and yeah. it's a public people are preening left yeah, right center not only are they preening right like they are participating in a kind yeah. of like self-flagellation right it is a working through of um guilt it's a working through of like values and discipline blah 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 blah, blah. never okay so I have been to the gym like maybe twice in my life right right <laughs> This is very stupid. Oh my god, like, tell us the story. This is in university where me and my friend Heiko, who were both like fatty fat fats, right? We wanted to go to the gym and say, okay, like, let's try it, you know? Because like there's so much <laughs> pressure being put on us to be not fatty fat fat. Let's try Yeah, la. let's try it. We also we like we buddied up and said, okay, we will encourage oh, each other. I think to go. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, we yeah. went like a total of two times. Yeah. Right? The 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 last time I went, which was the second time, right? Was the sec was the very last time because like I got on the treadmill. Started running And I was like Okay I'm kind of zoning out And getting into it And like For some reason right My feet Miss The treadmill And I lose my grip And I get Flung off the fucking thing And oh get thrown Half a meter Or maybe even <gasps> more To the back Did And you- I land on my butt Fuck off So like Thankfully I didn't hit anything. You know those can go. Those, those yeah, that can go, go really go badly, badly especially when like your uh uh, <laughs> you know when your mass is quite high and you're moving at a certain velocity, right? Mm, physics, yeah, physics. the physics, yeah, can Correct. can die one, <laughs> can break something. So that was la. fucking humiliating. Then the fucking like trainer in charge, right, who's seen the whole thing. Oh my god, laughs, <gasps> and then just patronizingly says, "Bro, you okay?" And Fuck in my head, I'm just off. like, I've literally just been. F- Flung off your machine No that's it yeah. that, that patronizing tone Is as if Oh you don't belong At the gym You're yeah, a no, no. visitor so there To was, the gym So there was A lot of gatekeeping uh, There was a lot Of like this that. kind of sub- I felt this subtle gatekeeping Because like me and my friend We went and like We got a friend of ours Who was a big gym bro To kind of train us like, To show us how to use the machines And he was lovely And he you know He showed us everything But then there were All these other people who were watching, right? And then who were just like sniggering at us, literally sniggering at these two fat fats, right? Trying to learn how to use the gym. And then like we were doing these like weights, right? And then this guy comes over, sees us, and then picks up some like massive other fucking big weight just to go like, uh-huh, you have so 
much to learn. You know, it was just so gross and oh male and masculine yeah. and sweaty and I, like yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I started gymming, right? So this was years back, and I felt so intimidated by everybody. It just felt like such an unfriendly space, yeah. and I was just figuring out how to do things by looking at videos there and then, and just doing it by myself. And yeah, it it, it was very it, it felt like a very unfriendly space, and I nearly quit. It's just that um. It, I, I didn't because like I just thought you know what fuck it I'll go at a particular time when no one was in the gym mm. it was quite late so about 3am uh. no 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 it was like like post work like about like 8pm or something like that I would ah, go right. when no one was in the gym and my gym was in like near the office spaces so everybody would have left so it was re- it was it was nice so I would have just dealt with it on my own right. and that gave me the confidence to then move into spaces where there were more people and to gym at a more uh, like crowded time because basically as with anything that you do in public, the more proficient you appear to be at something, the yeah. less self-conscious you feel, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like the gym has a lot... That's why I will probably never participate in it as a culture. I just feel like there's... To me, like I've gone past the point where like, I can I can never go in as an innocent person anymore. Right, right, I just right. have a very specific way of thinking about those machines and those forms of exercise and the intended goals of that exercise for many people who are in that space and for me I can understand how actually you can go to the gym and do basically whatever you want to train whatever part of your body you want right but for me it's too tight to as I was saying all these values and, right. and, and very specific outcomes okay. for me. yeah you know what I mean I do I do yeah mm. but what do you like go to the gym to work on no, really is to just de-stress So really? I, I, I have a set of six things That I always do at the gym But you can do other things To de-stress what? I, I can I can do other yeah. things To de-stress But I just enjoy I enjoy Yeah so what about it, okay, It's what about become me? a routine You right. see It's but, become a routine But yeah. like If you turn something uh, You know this is just me Playing devil's advocate No go for right? it yeah. It's like if you could just If you started developing Another form of exercise That didn't involve the gym Sure And bodybuilding Sure For example right And doing like Weight training right Would you Do you feel like You could substitute The gym with that Possibly I'm I'm not saying that The gym is is part of my identity The same way Like all these gym rats See the gym Right It's definitely not But it's just that For now uh, because of how I've cultivated this practice, it just makes me feel relaxed, la, And I go to the gym uh, as part of a routine. But, right. But you're right. I could substitute it with something else. But like, of course. But obviously, if you go to the gym and do those kinds of exercises that train specific parts of your body, your body's going to develop in a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. So for you, do you feel like if you ever had to step back from training your body to look that way, would would you feel an anxiety around that? Uh, I would be lying if I said no. So mm. for sure, yes. Because there is a kind of pleasure that's derived from, like, you know, yeah. You, Developing that aesthetic, right? Definitely. Not that you have it fully. Yeah. No shade. Yeah, no, I no, mean, no, it's, no, you don't sure. actively pursue it, but you do have nice arms, I guess. And Thanks. a nice chest. Thanks. Right? Sorry, <laughs> me coming on to Kitchen on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, this one is my sister. Just like Clarity is my sister. Um, mm. No, but it's like, I guess like it's interesting, right? So if your body does change, do you feel, if your body changes because you stop training this way, do you feel like you would have to negotiate that? No, of course. Because of yeah. what society and places the body type, uh. the, the ideal body type to be, right? So of course I have to negotiate that because I'm negotiating yeah. that against societal society's eyes on me. I, I think therein then lies part of the, a huge part of the anxiety around gyms closing. It's not so much like not being able to exercise. Mm. It's actually not being able to train your body to look a certain way. Yeah. And then like um and then actually and 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 and, and that body being such a f- fundamental part of like so many people's identities it, it, then it becomes like a huge cause for yeah. concern right you know what's just going to happen in these two weeks that, that the gyms are not everybody's going to start running on the pavement uh. no that that too but we're also going to see a lot of people posting their home workouts at, you know oh, uh, on the Instagram yeah, yeah. Wow, during the early lockdown do you right? remember wow, exactly. it was like everyone was doing it it's like 
they have to they have to like, they have to advertise they have to show like they, they have to in some shape or form you know show that they are working on themselves it was it was such insecurity you yeah. know on display it was just like fuck off no one really needs to see this you know yeah, you really. do your own time lah. I mean unless you are actually just butt naked and having sex while exercising please don't post it <laughs> Please don't post it. It's th- it does not add value to my life. It's not functional because I can't jerk off to it. You know what Joel Tan wants, people. Yeah, so give it to him. Yeah, give me your workout porn. Like, <laughs> unless you are like you know on your yoga mat with someone else mm. in a very compromising situation. Yeah, why are we watching it otherwise? I don't need to see. Yeah, I don't need to see. Mm. Alrighty, it's time for our third and final segment, Bite Size Science! Yay. It's the segment in which our resident science expert, Kishin Kumase, That's me. gives us some bite size science to help us cope with 21st century living. Yeah, nothing says 21st century living like COVID. La. <laughs> Oh, we're talking about COVID today. We're talking about what COVID. What is on the chopping block today, Kishin? Oh my god, so it's all about the mutations. What did you say? The mutations. <laughs> Oh my god, if you know what that is, you can be our friend. Yeah, you were probably born in 1987. <laughs> you re- or 86. Yeah. Or 86. You probably saw that McDonald's advertisement on TV as a child. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> what about mutations, Kishin? So I want to talk about mutations because there's a lot of stuff going on around uh, now about the the, the, the the virus, right? And all the different mutant variants. And I think people are confused because I keep getting messages from friends going like, oh, what is this about? What's that about? And I actually have to talk to them about it. And I don't mind. Right. But it basically highlights a lack of understanding of what mutations are. I thought like, girl, we need mm. to educate. And you know what? I have a platform. Yeah, you do. <laughs> minor, minor platform. Yeah, I thought you like, why not? Hey, got thousand people listening to us on Spotify. Oh, correct. And Sheng Xiong. Mm, correct. Sheng Xiong. <laughs> trying to cease and desist. Yeah. yeah. So Joel, when I say mutation, what do you think about? X-Men. Exactly. So people always think about strange-ass things with mutation. It's either X-Men or you become a zombie or you become a fly. You Correct. Know, so, so people think... So mutation is this huge boogeyman. And and I get it. People are quite frightened about mutation. But I think what people forget is that mutation is actually quite a simple thing and it happened to all of us. <gasps> if it wasn't for mutations, humans wouldn't be... Uh, sis, you wouldn't be you, I wouldn't be me. We are just... Uh, a beautiful combination of different mutations happening that allow us to exist better. Mm, that's very comforting to know. Huh? You're not broken, you're just a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this should be on a t-shirt. Right, right, you're not broken, you're just a mutant. <laughs> I love that. Mm. Oh my god, okay. So like, I just thought, why don't we talk about mutations a little bit? Yes. So, in essence, a mutation is a change in the genetic sequence. Basically, it's like, you write a sentence and then it got typo. Okay, that's right. that's literally it. That's a like typo. You're, you're copying the same sentence over and over again, and then one of the copies becomes a typo, a typo like. and then the typo gets copied for exactly. The rest and then of, maybe yeah. you make more typos, mm. and then it changes the, how the sentence is read. Right. Maybe, maybe not. So that's all of that. But so let's focus a little bit on viruses. Okay, so why do viruses mutate? So viruses they don't have they don't have a replication replicating mechanism in them. They need to infect a host in order to replicate. Right. So that's what needs to happen, right? Yeah. If they don't infect the host nothing can happen. Right. Alright, so when they infect the host, what they do is that they take over the entire replication mechanism. They go, <laughs> and they just go in and they just, they just take over the mechanism and they replicate. I love that the voice of the virus in your head is a 19th century vaudeville villain. It's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> Correct, right? Oh my God, I love that. That's very nicely done. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that's what the viruses do. So in the case of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, which is the virus that causes COVID. Miss Rona. Uh, yeah, Miss Rona. Oh, thank you. It's called Miss Rona, yeah. SARS-CoV-2 is such a mouthful. No, Miss Rona. Yeah, in the case of Miss Rona, the, the, the virus that causes uh, the that 
virus that causes COVID, basically. They infect ourselves and they take over the replication machinery and they make this huge number of viruses that then spill out into other cells and then it carries on and it carries on and it carries on. Lah. Right. So if they're going to replicate so many times, there's confirmed going to be one mistake. So mutations in some are actually very, very normal. Right. People... Uh, people need to understand first I'm not saying that They should not freak out <laughs> But people should understand That mutations are right. normal I think right That when people hear Mutation In the context Of the virus They are assuming That there's something About the mutation That makes the virus Stronger Or more virulent Or just harder To control So I think Whenever we hear Oh there's a new strain We go Oh no It's like It's like a new You know It's like more powerful Exactly It's just like Storm lah yeah. Who can control the weather Yeah But right? that's not always Necessarily the case Right Not all mutations Create a virus That is more infectious Or that causes uh, More sickness It doesn't right. always uh, work like that like Actually most of this time The viruses do nothing Or rather rather the mutations uh, They don't cause They don't cause much of a change For mutations to actually cre- For mutations to actually Create a more virulent strain There must be A large number of mutations That happen successively That cause extreme change And then these mutations Must stay on So that's actually Very 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 unlikely Right. So it must be like mutation A leads to mutation B, which is mutation C, which then leads to like insane boss virus. Right. So this is very, very unlikely. And in fact, many viruses have a proofreading mechanism. So viruses want to copy correctly. La. Who wants ah. to make a typo, right? Who wants to make a typo? It's so embarrassing. So viruses actually have a proofreading mechanism. Most viruses do. Right. And in fact, Miss Rona has a proofreading mechanism. She has with her spell check. <gasps> so when she when she replicates herself, she actually spell checks everything first. And Is then it she spell goes, check or autocorrect? Because uh, autocorrect, huh, very often... It's like fuck can become no, dark. Uh. It's not a spell check. Uh, <laughs> spell check is not it's, autocorrect. She's, okay, she okay. actually checks. Okay, so, she checks. So to put right. it very simply, there's a proofreading mechanism in Miss Rona that that maintains the fidelity of the virus. That goes like, okay, you know what? This is right. Of course, if you're going to replicate like millions upon millions upon millions of time, you are still going to fuck up a little bit. And unfortunately, that's what happens with some of the strains. So the double mutant that's going around that's infecting India right now um, ha- has two mutants have two mutations that actually causing a little bit of a problem. So the two mutations actually cause uh, the antibodies to not latch onto the virus a little bit better and the virus to latch onto cells a little bit stronger. So it makes it a little bit more difficult. I'm not saying 100% cannot. It makes it a little bit more difficult to eradicate. Through vaccination. Through vaccination. So the vaccines, as of now, as of now, uh, they sh- they don't show anything like like oh we can't fight the the double mutant strain or whatever. They can, right. they can, but it's just it might just take a little bit longer. But that's all you need for this whole thing to kind of explode. If you just need to take a little bit longer to stave off the infection, in that time, in that little bit longer time, you can infect another person, right. and that person can infect another person. So. I think that's kind of what's happening. This explosion is 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 a little bit, is a is caused by this lah. People not being firstly people not being vaccinated and people taking it uh for granted, right? Taking the vaccine for granted. So I think the the big thing here, moving forward, is that people need firstly to get vaccinated. You need to n- not have your body be a place where mutations can happen. Get the vaccine. Allow the virus to be, to not infect yourselves as much as possible, and then. Just just stop the mutations from happening. So all these people that don't want to get vaccinated, I really don't understand. I really don't know how to convince people anymore. Mm. It's just like, oh God, just talk to your neighbor, talk to your parents, talk to people and just 
let them understand that this is important, that they need to do this. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, in America, 44% of Republicans don't want to get vaccinated. Oh. <laughs> 44% eh. That is fucking frightening, you know. And 44% of Republicans yeah, don't want to get vaccinated. The, the numbers change according to who's taking the poll. Sometimes it's 38, sometimes it's 44, but that's a large number already. And all I'm thinking about is that Girl, if you don't get vaccinated, you are at risk of getting infected and therefore causing the virus to get mutated further in your replication right. system. So why are you doing this to all of us? Yeah, there's an incredible amount of like stupidity that stems from incredible privilege that's, that's circulating around the world right now. Agreed. Like, and it's happening in like rich countries, right? So like, I remember a few weeks ago in the UK, there were like marches, like anti-vaccine and anti, um, you know, anti-vaccine marches basically where they were just saying that the whole thing is still, still saying the thing is a fucking hoax. Oh yeah. And um, it's just so infuriating to me. And it's like, it's so especially infuriating because like the rich countries are now the ones who are hoarding vaccines, right? Mm. And preventing... Like other countries from yeah, getting it. you know, yeah. poorer countries from distributing the vaccines. And then it's like in the country where you can get vaccinated with ease, you, you are still protesting against it. There's just something so like grotesquely no, out of whack about you that. You would think that all these uh, anti-vaxxers or vaccine deniers, once they see their loved ones get hit hard by the coronavirus, they would change their minds, right? But I saw the CNN interview where this guy was interviewing um, this person whose mother got infected with coronavirus and she was, she was just basically... Not, not doing great lah. and he was holding his photo of his mother and everything you know talking about oh, what his mother went through and then the reporter asked him would you take the vaccine and then the guy paused for a while and said nope and the reporter said why and he said oh I just don't believe that it works and I want to make sure that it's an actual real vaccine and then the reporter was a bit stunned he didn't know what else to say I'm like what okay lah okay if I if I approach that sentiment from a humane point of view, it really comes from like fear la. Like it's like if you have been fed all these lies about what the vaccine could be, what it is and it isn't, like you would still say, Yeah, sure my mom died, but I don't know for sure that the vaccine is a thing that's going to stop this see, from See, that's you know? where I disagree. I think skepticism is an important thing to have. In mm. fact, all scientists should be skeptics. Okay, so scientific skepticism is great, but scientific skepticism needs to be founded on evidence. It needs to be evidence-based still right. this person is just skeptical for no good reason yeah. and no no actual research no was la, done it's like there's this deep underbelly of paranoia that runs through American specifically society because like they, they you know the way power works then they always just think that the government is there's some massive fucking conspiracy that's up to kill everybody and that they these people who are on the alternative right right are are clued in to conspiracy. There's a little bit of that and I, I see that in Singapore in very specific segments of Singaporean society yep, as yep, well. Yep, yep. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah the yeah. same kind of contra, alt-right um, yeah. and, 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 and their friendlies. Yeah, and their yeah. friendlies. And I have to say, it is a bit scary to see because I don't know if they understand because they, I, I think, no, in fact, I, I know for a fact that they don't really understand the mechanisms of the biology uh, no, about all these things, right? And they don't know the harm that they're doing globally right and that is super frightening mm. yeah so you know what Jess if you can go and get vaccinated please 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 go and get vaccinated talk to your nearest and dearest because I think changing a vaccine denier's mind is very difficult if you don't know the person but talking to your nearest and dearest if they're vaccine deniers can actually help that's what studies show mm. like you just talk to the nearest and dearest next to you and then they kind of 
they may not change their mind fully, but they might question, mm. which is helpful. And while you're at it, find a way if you can to donate to some mutual aid initiatives and other kinds of like um, emergency health initiatives that yeah. are going towards the crisis in India right now. I think we'll leave some links in the Instagram and on the Spotify um, write up for this episode as well if you want to just click through to those yeah yeah this is a very serious situation that's basically playing out because of this massive inequality in the world to do with not just like money but like vaccines and 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 and, and health and medical treatment politics and politics everywhere. and fascism and everything it's all just one big fucking mess and so if yeah. we can help let's help we're all in this together Okay, we've come to the end of today's episode. We're going to leave you with some admin. <laughs> More admin. Uh huh. So, T42, the podcast you've been listening to, has been um, enlisted to be one of the official podcasts of CIFA, the Singapore International Festival of the Arts, that's opening um, the week you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, can you um, believe it? Yeah, oh my we are, God. so they've got us to do three. Um, weekend podcasts that's that are right. kind of responding to the program at CIFA and stuff that we will see in the week. Yeah, and that's it's right. called what is it called, Kishan? Uh, it's called Nightcap at Nine. Yeah, and like what you all said, we're doing three episodes, so they're gonna come on on the sixteenth. 20th, 23rd and the 30th of May yeah you can find that on like the CIFA page and we might like post it on um wherever, our, wherever you get our podcast exactly, anyway yeah. so I think it'll be quite fun la. it's like it's, yeah. it's gonna be like on top of our regular episode you know That's so right. think of it as like kind of like the art supplement of T42 <laughs> yeah however that will look yeah, like we you, don't know yet yeah <laughs> and then we'll tell you you know what's interest, what's looking interesting at CIFA and then tell you what we thought about the shows that we saw yeah, quite fun huh basically sisters give you some advice uh, sisters give you some advice some us advice us advice <laughs> Yeah. Do mm. you have any other admin to share with our dear listeners as the as we come to a close today? No, I just think I want to thank our dear listeners oh, for, yeah. for really pushing us to 103. It is ri- <laughs> no, I'm I'm sorry. This is to me the most ridiculous thing that has happened. Ridiculous in like a very happy top sort of 103 podcast in Singapore. Ha- yeah, what the fuck? I know, like, right? What? <laughs> so I'm just thankful. Yeah, but that the question you are is, to us, how, every how week. do we get to number one? Mm. Is the question. It is Will we ever get question. there? You know what? You just have to listen to find out. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you have to just keep listening week after week, right? To find out if by the end of this um, series, we get, uh, that, that, sh- that should be our, yeah. uh, our One of these is whether yeah. we become number one or one of us dies. How long will it take? <laughs> Five, ten years? Will we still be doing this at 50? Who That's knows? That's the question. Who knows? I think when we are 50, our COVID might be the dominant life form on the planet. Already. Yeah. yeah and then we'll be usurped. Yeah, and then COVID will be making podcasts about like human beings. Yeah. <laughs> we got rid of them. Like, oh, huh, well, they were a problem. Not for long though. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thanks again dear listeners for listening to us and helping us to get to the top 103 yeah. on the Singapore Podcast Chat. Thank you. Mm, until next time, this has been Joel. Bye-bye. And this is Kishan. Bye-bye. Bye.